Hello and welcome to another episode of the Average Joe Football Show. I'm your host, Joe Fair. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of Jim Harbaugh's favorite football podcast. I'm joined once again by my illustrious producer, Joe Teeson. How's it going, Joe? Jingle bells, jingle right. bells, real jingle quick before, all the okay, way. Real quick. Oh, what yeah, no, fun no, no. it one is second. to ride in a one-horse yeah. open sleigh. <laughs> one sec. Hey, dashing through the snow. Yeah, one second. In a one-horse open sleigh. Yeah, just one second. For, just for, wait for a split. Uh, yeah, I just, you came in really Hard. No. No. Yeah. It's almost Christmas time, Joe. Yeah, it is almost Christmas. Thanksgiving's over. It's been over. So, for a, for a minute for us, but Thanksgiving's over for everybody now. Yeah, yeah. Unless there's like a Chinese Thanksgiving that happens <laughs> in March, like the like the New Year's that they have. Yeah, they always are a little bit behind. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, it's Christmas, anyways. Yeah. Mistletoe and all. <laughs> Mistletoe. So, um, yeah. I want, I want you to tell me your favorite and least favorite Christmas traditions. Okay. You want me to tell you that? Yeah. Uh, okay. Like. <laughs> You just sorry. You just came in so strong with the with the singing the Christmas songs, and now you're. I'm de- in a good mood today. You're demanding me to. I said also said how's it going, and you never said anything. You just. I'm sang. good. Super good. Vibes are <laughs> on point today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Favorite eggnog. Eggnog. Love eggnog. Me too. Yeah. Me and you together as a as a as a duo. Yeah. Well, I paid for it, but you were there. Um, bought eggnog ice cream this weekend. Yeah, we did. We went to the store together and bought eggnog ice cream. <laughs> yeah, we were there for other reasons, but the eggnog ice cream really caught our eye. Yeah, yeah. And then Joe made me take it into my house because he's like, my wife can't find out about this because we yeah. have too much ice cream. We have in too our much house. ice cream. But he bought it, but it's still in my freezer. Yeah, we haven't tasted it yet, right? Nope. Yeah. Yeah. You have you? No, I haven't. You better not. Have. I misunderstood the question. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Eggnog. I like eggnog. Yeah. Uh, don't like candy corn. Um, That's a Thanksgiving <laughs> Halloween thing. Yeah, I know. I was just kidding. I was just kidding. We both discussed that we like candy corn. Yeah. Actually. You think yeah. candy canes are overrated or underrated? I think they're underrated. I, underrated. I, I really like. You would candy say so canes. as well. Yeah. You I think were candy saying canes this are before the good. show. Yeah. yeah. I love candy canes. I think it's good. I think they're a good. I think you can hook. You can. Uh, you know what? Okay. I'll tell you my <laughs> biggest pet peeve and my favorite thing as well. Okay. A candy cane, a good candy cane, you can hook it around your finger, you can suck on the end of it and make it a shiv. You can turn it yeah. so pointy, you can mm-hmm. kill somebody with it. You could. But when you get a candy cane, here's a thing you should never do. Go to Christmas Parade and collect candy canes. They throw them on the road and yeah. they break. You don't want a broken, you don't want to eat the pieces out of a candy cane wrapper. Yeah, no, You the, want the whole candy cane. Yeah. But even, I don't even know if the whole candy cane, I'm fine with pieces. I like to sometimes even break <laughs> it up into pieces. But not like I, I don't want to like dust. Like when they throw it and it gets like stepped on yeah. and it's like a whole thing. Because you can't like, like snort that. Yeah, no. That well, yeah, no, you shouldn't. You definitely yeah. shouldn't do that. Yeah, candy canes are good. Uh, yeah. What do you like and dislike? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. What a lame question to ask. Yeah, it was not your best work. I don't know. It's no, just, no. That you asked me. That. I asked you. You yeah. asked me it originally. It's the same question that you asked me, and you're telling me it's a lame question. Did you forget that you asked me no, that question? No, yeah, I did. Yeah. So what do you like about Christmas? I love traditions. This is I would we... rather I would rather I would rather celebrate and and do traditions every single Christmas than receive and give any gifts ever. Yeah. I'm not a big into gifts. I just I don't know. I like gift. Well, like I like the idea of giving my son gifts. Like mm-hmm. I think that will be a not fun. Not your wife though. 
Well, yeah. I oh. Know. Hang on. Really? Hang on. Okay, for a second. I like the idea of giving people gifts. Like, my wife likes receiving gifts, giving my son gifts. Obviously, he's not old enough to comprehend what's going on right now, but in the future, it's, like, exciting to think about. But I don't like people asking me, what do you want? For Are you going to tell your Santa, your kid that Santa's real? I just, we don't need to get into this because you get really passionate about it. <laughs> yeah. Are you? No, I'm not going to tell you. Okay. <laughs> because you have... I'm not getting my kid gifts for Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't. Yeah. I'm going to give him $10 every single month, and at the end of the year, he's going to have to give that money to the charity of his choice. <laughs> Under his name. Yes. Yeah. So that he can get the good uh, income tax back, you know what I mean? <laughs> feel like you really came in hot with a lot of stuff on this podcast. None of it's really... I can't keep up with myself. Yeah. I don't know where to go. feels like you're throwing a lot of stuff out the wall and nothing's stuck yet. Yeah, nothing is stuck. Yeah. It's like it's like I'm in the washroom in elementary school and I'm getting these globs of paper towel together, yeah. pumping them with soap, throwing them in the ceiling, but they just fall yeah, on my not, head. Not a single one is <laughs> I know. Stuck. All right, so I'll you're give you the floor. You're bad at it. It's like you're, you're causing chaos. Yeah. But I'll you're give not, you the floor now. Yeah, you're not causing it in the way that you want it to be caused. Yeah. You're making a mess on the floor when you intended to make it on the roof. Yeah. Yeah. Even when I'm trying to be funny about messing up, it's like sad. <laughs> yeah. It's like well, I'm sad about it. Yeah, you should be. So. Yeah. It's honestly not your best work. No. And I'll, I will give you a grade on this intro at the end of it like yeah. I have done before because I okay. feel like you deserve it. But you All have right. still have time. You still have time to rebound. Nice. Yeah. How much money would it take for you to... um? Um, yeah. See another one where you went into it and you didn't know how it was gonna finish, and you were hoping to dig yourself out of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, wow. <laughs> um, you know, we're gonna take a quick break, uh, and then we'll be right back with. I'm some gonna more, have a little heart to heart with Joe with some more content. We're gonna I figure guess. this out. And we're back. No, not yet. Okay. Absolutely not. No, Cut the break yeah. one more time. Okay. And we're back. Just had a little talking to you with Joe. Um, he's just going to pipe down for a bit. You know, he'll still be on the podcast, but just kind of, you know. In the background, cool if you will. It. Yeah, just yeah. cool it. No, not even, you don't even have to be in the background. Just, you were kind of, you were at like a 10 and we, like an 11. And we want to, we want you down at like, I don't know, just a five. Yeah. Even keel. I need to simmer down yeah. anyways. Simmer you know? down. Yeah, exactly. Simmer down. Um, so, yeah, um, now the pressure's on me to really... Because the thing is, is, little peek behind the curtain, before the show, we like to sometimes talk about what we're going to talk about on the show, and Joe told me, I got it. So I trusted him. I said, okay, you got it. And I really like, thought that... And he said, I got it. I'll be honest. I thought that Christmas thing would take us a little further. Yeah, and it... <laughs> I'm sorry, and I tried, but it's a lot... When you didn't warn me about it, it's a lot to yeah. think about. It's a lot to try. But afterwards, I said, do we have something? And you said, I think we're just going to wing it. Yeah. No, but you said I have it under control. No. Yeah, you did. I said, <laughs> here's what I said to you. Yeah. I could probably even go back and find it on the recording. I think I said something along the lines of, I have the idea. I just don't have the content. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And that was. And cool. an idea can just go absolutely berserk in my brain yeah. if I don't have the content for it. That was evident. Yeah, that you had that exactly what you said was quite mm -hmm. evident. Yeah, but um, yeah. What would you do if you had a million dollars? Okay, if I had a million dollars, invest. 
All right, we're going to do some football content now. <laughs> it's just a uh, Mike's going to come in, and we're going to get to talking about all the games of week 18, week 18 of the NFL season. No, week week 12. 12 of the yeah, NFL season. Yeah. We had some great games. I would like to. Serious shellacking this week. Yeah. <laughs> so stay like, tuned. Sorry. Yeah, just Go for, ahead. Chime in. No, I will, actually. Yeah, you yeah, can. Yeah, it's my show, so I'll kind of. You know, I don't feel like you need to tell me when to chime in. Okay. So I'll just chime in. Yep. If anything, you're kind of overstepping. You're kind of, yeah. Okay. I would like to formally apologize for this intro. I don't know. Listen, I really feel like this is some of our best content every week. I didn't know. I didn't. I don't feel like we brought it today. Um, (laughs) Why'd you say that? And by we, I mean a lot of it was you. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm going to do a grade. Okay. What did I grade? I think oh, I did like a number, a letter grade last time. Oh yeah, you gave think, me. Yeah, yeah you I did think that. You did that. Like, what would you give yourself? You think on this? Intro? I think I got a B plus this a time. A B plus. Yeah, I came in hard with the jingle bells. Yeah. And then I, oh shoot, oh I know why you were so pissed about the song. <laughs> why? I didn't do. I didn't sing it. I didn't sing it like you wanted me to sing it. No. Please, you, please don't. Joe's favorite guy. Uh, please don't. Joe's favorite guy is. Please don't. His favorite singer is Charlie Crockett. And I do this <laughs> super good Charlie Crockett impression. I think that you're going to regret doing this. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. See, that's like not that. even the same impression that you always do. I know, because it's not his original song. I'm going to cut all that out. Yeah. I I thought that you would regret it, doing it. C plus. Yeah, I give myself a C plus. You're down a whole. Yeah, I a whole point. The whole. Did you feel like that was gonna improve it? No. You felt like jumping. No. If I'm gonna be honest, I did. I did think that that was gonna improve it. Yeah. It didn't. It didn't. Yeah. I'll give you a. I'll give you a. A a C minus. C minus. Yeah. Wow. According like next to my C plus, that's kind of good. Okay. D. <laughs> yeah. Jerk. Yeah, no, D plus. I'll okay. give you a plus. Mm. Yeah. I just felt like I don't know, I put a lot of trust in you and I, I do And you tr- also put a lot of pressure on me too. Don't <laughs> never say that you don't just pressure me and you just, you know, just yeah. like <laughs> you really Yeah. I just felt like we've had a good rapport and like we've had a good chemistry through sixty some episodes together. Seventy eight. How could you say sixty something? Well, because you weren't on the first like twelve, stupid. Man, you just did not bring it on this episode. Oh my god. It's unreal. You're a mess. That's a simple that's a simple mistake. Yeah, that is a simple mistake. And some would argue that all the mistakes have been simple. So yeah, D. Then. Leave a five star rating and let me know if you think Joe's being way too mean to me. <laughs> Leave a five star rating and let Joe know where he can improve for next time. Okay. <laughs> sure. I'm just kidding, Joe. I really appreciate having you on the show. Um, and for anybody that this is your first episode listening, I apologize quite a bit. Um, but I think honestly, I don't know if we have anywhere else to go as far as this intro goes. Joe's on his phone. I figured maybe you were looking something up for the pod, but are you just on your phone now? Okay. No. What's up? Okay. I just figured. Okay. Let's talk to Mike. All right, week 12 is now in the books. We've made it past Thanksgiving. And a lot of people say that Thanksgiving, after Thanksgiving, is when we find out who the real teams are. Uh, So this is where 
the nitty-gritty of the NFL season really goes down, where the playoff contenders are separated from the playoff pretenders. Um, and what a week it was. We had another slate of really great games to break down for you guys. And I'm joined, obviously, like I am every week, by my good buddy, Mike. How's it going, Mike? Joe, we've had better days, like like we were talking about, just barely. Not feeling the best. It seems like uh, whatever new COVID uh, variant is out there, <laughs> I feel like I get it every time. Don't know if it is COVID, but not feeling not feeling the greatest. So hopefully we can we can start feeling better here in a couple of days. But yeah, no football was fun again this week. Um, a lot of good football, also a lot of bad football. Yeah, yeah, we're we're getting to the point of the season where there's a lot of games that are fun, but then there's also feels like just as many games that just don't matter. Uh, and you talked about how you're not feeling well. I'm also feeling a little under the weather, so hopefully. This podcast is just the we- just the medicine that we need to get ourselves back on the right track. Absolutely. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna do we're gonna do things a little different the next few weeks is because like we talked about, some games just don't matter. Like we're probably not gonna spend time talking about the Falcons versus the, the Jaguars. Lions. The the you know, yeah, the Lions, the Texans versus the Jets this week. Uh, sorry if you're fans of those teams. Uh, we're not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about games like that. We're going to go over the games that we want to go over and then just kind of we'll try to touch on as many things as we can. But we really just want to talk about the main storylines from the NFL because it's coming down to the wire. We got, I believe, six more weeks left. Yes, six more. There's 17 weeks. Uh, sev- uh, six. What? No, 18, 18 weeks. weeks. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> Wow, I thought I was going to be really good with math there for a second, and I just ended uh, up looking dude, Joe, really no stupid. One, yeah, math is a hard one. Uh, it's it's tough, almost as hard as our pickups, but we'll we'll oh. get we'll get to that later on. Um, this week was Thanksgiving, so we had a bunch of games on Thanksgiving. Mike, how was your Thanksgiving this past week? I know I'm Canadian. Little peek behind the curtain, so I didn't have Thanksgiving. I got to be at work while all of you Americans were running around watching football and eating turkey and doing whatever you do on American Thanksgiving. But how was your weekend uh, watching football or not watching football, whatever whatever you have to? How was your Thanksgiving? Joe, Thanksgiving was great. Um, had a lot of time spent with family. Had a flag football tournament. Um, watched a lot of football. So I, I really enjoyed it. It was a time I could just kind of get off of work, you know, just relax. Didn't do a whole lot of relaxing. But um, <laughs> like I said, watched a lot of football. Um I will say, first thing I want to talk about, why is the NFL so invested in putting the worst games on Thanksgiving? <laughs> like, I'm sorry. I do not want to tune in to watch the Bears and the Lions or the yep. Bills and the Saints. Like, normally that might be a good game, but this year it w- isn't. Mm-hmm. Cowboys and Raiders was okay, but, I mean, each team combined for 14-plus penalties. So, I mean, yes. essentially we were watching the refs out there the entire game, so that was fun. So, yeah, I don't get why the NFL has to put the worst games on every year for Thanksgiving, and I'm just over it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't understand. I don't know why, like, the NFL is so insistent on the Lions and the Cowboys being, being on Thanksgiving every single year. I, I realize that it's tradition, and I know the Cowboys usually are pretty entertaining. And as bad as the Lions fans have had it, you almost don't want to take it away from them because it's like the only thing that they have basically is that they're on Thanksgiving. But if you, you, we should just take it from them as a punishment and say, hey, you can't have this back until you're good enough. You know, you guys got to be a good team to actually get this Thanksgiving back because, yeah, the slate of Thanksgiving games this year 
I, they they were they were subpar to say the least. The 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 Bears and the Lions did not. I mean that was one of the worst like worst executed games I've ever witnessed. Like it was unreal the amount of mistakes that were made in that game. And then the Cowboys and the Raiders that game ended up being pretty fun. So that was that was almost redeeming it. And then another stinker later on with the Bills and the Saints. So not not the greatest of Thanksgiving slates. Uh, but we were hoping that um, that the weekend, that Sunday, would um, kind of kind of fix things because it didn't start off too hot. And I do want to say I had basically a perfect weekend of football. My Dolphins got a big win. We'll talk about that later. I also want to give a quick shout out to the University of Michigan, my Michigan Wolverines, beat Ohio State maybe for the first time since 2011. They win against uh, Ohio State. They're going to the Big Ten Championship for the very first time. So quick shout-out to Jim Harbaugh. Shout-out to the Michigan Wolverines. Hassan Haskins had himself five touchdowns in the game. Uh, and I, uh, I'm i not as big an, a college fan as I am an NFL fan. I just haven't been following it for as long. But when Michigan beat Ohio State, and, Mike, I know you're not a big college guy yourself, but – it is the closest. There's been a few times in my sports fandom. I don't know if you can relate to this. Have there ever been any points in your life where you, or in your sports fandom, where you almost get kind of emotional watching sports? I think it was the Cavs and the Warriors uh, when they had their their great rivalry. And it was the year that the Cavs ended up winning after Kyrie hit that amazing three. Like I sat in my room and I was like, wow. <laughs> like it was that just was so. That was such a fun series to watch. That was yes. That was that was that was a series that 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 one especially was was incredible. I was definitely emotional for the wrong reasons. I was going for the Warriors in that series, so I was definitely pretty pretty beat up there. But uh, watching Michigan beat Ohio State was like that was the closest I've gotten to like getting them. Emo- well, okay, I would say like number one ranking for me is probably when the Raptors won the 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 NBA championship. Uh, I big Raptors fan. I've never that was the first time I've ever witnessed a team that I root for win a championship. I know you don't know what that's like, but um, you know your team wins a championship every other year, and they look to be right on track to do it again. Um, but that was like Just a pick pretty better emotional. teams, Joe. Yeah, I yeah I really should have twenty some years ago when I picked my teams, I should have done a better job. But uh, watching Michigan finally beat Ohio State, that was an emotional moment. So that was a really fun win. And then to go into Sunday uh, and and have the Dolphins win, that was really fun. But we'll get into all of that. Yeah, you got something to say, Joe, one thing, one thing. I will say, your Stampeders beat my Alouettes one year, back when I lived in Canada (laughs) in the Canadian Football League. I remember that. That one one burned. was that for the Grey Cup or was that, that just was, a re- that was really? no, that was for the the championship? I remember yeah. I was so heartbroken. <laughs> like I had never really felt that before. You know, you got me yeah. on that one. It's the only time ever that that to w- all that the fans will out there. Me and Joe ever. have literally picked the opposite or rivalry teams in every single sport: NASCAR, yep. hockey, CFL, NFL. <laughs> yep. Name the sport, even basketball. Like name the sport. We've always yep. chose against each other literally and it's not even on purpose like mm-hmm. we've always been like be- the best of friends like you and i are basically like brothers yeah absolutely just somehow we pick the complete opposite teams and honestly for the most part it usually ends up with you on the winning end so i don't know what that means about me or 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 what that means about you but uh, you really like to root for, for the you. underdog i, I always <laughs> jump on the bandwagon <laughs> 
and listen, who's happier? I, I think that's up for debate. But I think, yeah, I think I can. <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably you. But anyways, I think we're both pretty happy to be doing this podcast today. Absolutely. Um, and there's some games to talk about, Mike. Where do you want to start as far as games or storylines or whatever from Week 12 of the 2021 NFL se- uh, season? Joe, I would uh, honestly, I'd like to start with the uh, the Buccaneers going down to to Indianapolis, and what a game! Like I thought, yes. Indianapolis was going to come through there at the end. I mean, both teams played very well. You know, Leonard Fournette had himself probably a career day: hundred yards rushing, three touchdowns, I think four total touchdowns. Um, Brady, uh, he looked all right, but I mean, the Colts played great football. They just when they were up, it looked like they were. They were kind of playing the type of football they shouldn't have been playing. Kind of like the Falcons back then in the Super Bowl. They were up by, I think, a two-score game. Instead of running the ball with Jonathan Taylor, who in my eyes is the best running back in the NFL, they were letting Carson Wentz throw the ball, throw the ball. And Carson was doing pretty well in this game. But, I mean, if you want to take some clock off, you want to try to run some time um, of the game down. And, and, you know, Jonathan Taylor is no, uh, no, uh, no joke. So he could, he could march your team down the field all by himself. So I think I think they abandoned the run in the wrong time of this game. That's kind of what ended up biting them in the butt. But what a fun game to watch! I mean, just from start to finish, it was it was very entertaining. Yeah, this game was was exciting, and uh, uh, the Colts. I was really impressed by them. I wasn't sure if they were, you know, if they were contender enough to to pick up uh, to to you know compete with uh, the Tampa the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, but I thought they did a really, really good job. They had, like you talked about, they had a lead at one point. Uh, but, but the I thought the the biggest turning point in this game was the Colts had an opportunity to get the ball back and 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 I think tie the game up. But Naeem Hines fumbled uh, on a punt return, which I thought yep. that was the one of the biggest swings of the game. Scotty Miller ended up recovering that for the Buccaneers, and and they kind of never looked back from that point. You talked about Carson Wentz played all right in this game, but to me. The biggest thing with Carson Wentz is the turnovers. I mean, he is—he played okay. He finished um, twenty. Uh, sorry, twenty-seven for forty-four. Forty-four passes for Carson Wentz. That's another thing. That's throwing it too much, especially when you got yep. Jonathan Taylor in the backfield. I mean, yeah, Jonathan no. Taylor only ran the ball sixteen times in this game, Mike. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. The turnovers suck. I will give. Uh... Uh, I'll cut him a little slack. The one pick uh, was all the way at the end of the game. He was just kind of throwing up a prayer. Um, but, yeah, there was the one other pick that was kind of a stupid play uh, decision on him, just throwing it deep uh, when uh, Pittman was well covered. And then the fumble. Um, got to get the ball out quicker. He can't hold on to it in the NFL, and he you know got strip sacked. I believe the Colts had a total of five, or was it seven turnovers? Yeah, they had five turnovers. You're not going to win a lot of games if you have five turnovers, Joe. Yep, especially against a team like Tampa Bay, a team like Tampa Bay that, you know, I think is I think Tampa Bay honestly, and they've been through just like every team in the NFL, they've been through times of struggle. They've been through times where, you know, they've been through injuries and they've been through weeks where it's, you know, we don't know if they're a, if they're the same team. I think they're rounding into a really good contender right now. I think that they're peaking at the right time just like they were last year. And Rob Gronkowski was back. I mean, he's been back for a few weeks now. He was huge in this game. I mean, he finished seven receptions for 123 yards, look, looking like vintage Gronk. And I think, to me, it seems like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they are really uh, you know, coming into form 
at the right time. And we talked about earlier on in this podcast, I said the real teams, we find out who they are after Thanksgiving. And this is what happened to the Buccaneers last year. We found out after Thanksgiving into the playoffs, they went on that huge streak after their bye. Um, and, and we found out, okay, this team can compete for a Super Bowl. And they, ne- they never looked back at that point. To me, the Buccaneers, they look to be primed to do that same thing this year. Yeah, no, I mean, the the Bucks are like you said, they're they're turning it around at the right time. They're getting healthy at the right time, and yeah, uh, this was a big statement win because if you look at it from both sides, if the Bucks go on and lose this game, that would then put them at what would what would the record be seven and five, seven and four, um, and they would be kind of sliding out of the picture. Whereas the Colts, if the Colts win this game, they're one game behind the Titans in the in the division, and now yep. you know. With them losing, it kind of pushes them back, I think, two games back. And I looked at the schedules for both teams. Colts' schedule looks really hard as the Titans is, like, the easiest schedule remaining in the NFL. So, for the Colts, you got to you gotta really step it up and just hope luck goes your way or else you're going to be fighting for uh, a wild card spot. But, yeah, no, both teams played really well. Um, really hard-fought game both ways. Um, but, yeah, the Bucks came out on top. Tom Brady, you know, he, he always finds a way to lead his team to a victory in the fourth quarter. And uh, yeah, we're just gonna have to yeah. we're just gonna have to hope that he doesn't make it to another Super Bowl. It sounds weird uh, for me saying that, <laughs> but I think it's time to let somebody else have some fun. Oh yeah, now it's time. Now it's time. It now is time, Joe. Now that he's not in New England, now it's time to, for him to let pe- other people have a shot. Okay, that's so nice of you to do that, Mike. I, I really you know, Joe. It. I'm just I'm looking out for the other guy. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. You would love to see. Oh, I don't know, Mac Jones in the Super Bowl, right? Or, hey, you know that would actually not. It wouldn't be the worst thing, Joe. <laughs> That's we've great. struggled want, long enough yeah it, yeah it's been too long since the patriots have tasted glory i do want to do there was one more thing on this game as far as the colts go do you find yourself if you're a colts fan being more encouraged or discouraged leaving this game? i know a lot listen a loss is a loss and you know you can't you can't get cupcakes for a loss but do you feel like this was encouraging or do you feel like because you had a chance to you know get one up on tennessee uh because you know you could have you could have stole a game here against a really good team. Do you le- think the Colts fans should leave feeling discouraged? Oh, we blew an opportunity, or like encouraged that hey, uh, you know, we play toe to toe with the defending Super Bowl champs. I say encourage. Um, just like you know, the Pats they started off the season really slow. The Colts, I mean, they were one and four through the first five games of the season, and to be six and six and nearly take the win, they were one or two plays short, Joe. Nearly had a run back for a touchdown to tie the game. Um, so they were right there. It was, you know, I honestly think this game could have been scored 34, 37, 38. Like that's how close to a game it was. So if you're a Colts fan, I think you should be encouraged. You got Houston next week. You get your bye. And then you also get to play the Raiders and the the Jags in the upcoming weeks. Um, and so I think they can win both those games. I think the Colts are a wild card team and they're going to be a wild card team by the time the playoffs hit. And my buddy told me, you know, once the playoffs hit, it doesn't matter anymore if you're the if you're the two through seven seeds. Like the one seed, yeah, you get a bye week. Whoop de doo. But the two through seven seeds, it's wild card week. It's a whole new season. Yep. And to be honest, the Colts right now, I would not want to be facing them in the playoffs. Yep, they're a team that like another team, and I know they lost this game, but they seem to be peaking kind of a, a at the right time. And we'll see how they finish. Maybe they you know blow a few games down the stretch, and we have a completely different opinion on them. But they seem to be a team that's, you know, they started off really slow, but they seem to be trending in the right direction. You talked about when it comes to playoff time, anything can happen. And you talked about home field advantage. And 
honestly, it's been a trend over the past few years. Home teams in the NFL are not doing as well as they used to do. So it's it's not even a guarantee anymore. Well, it never was a guarantee, but it's less of a guarantee that your just because you get home field doesn't mean really anything in the NFL. I mean, it's a one-game elimination. I think the Colts are one of those teams that if they get hot, kind of like the the Bucks did last year, they can do some damage in the playoffs. And I do just wonder, is Carson Wentz like the future of this team? Like, where are we going? I think they have a foundation in Indy. I think they have the right head coach. I think Frank Reich's uh, a phenomenal head coach. But is Carson Wentz really the guy you want to hitch your wagon to like for for the next 10 years? I think he's the bridge guy. I think he's a perfect guy to get you through the next two to four seasons. Um, maybe draft a quarterback in those in that time span. You know, let him learn because Carson Wentz this year has looked actually really, really good. Um, he I don't think he's talked about enough. Um, uh, he's had a really good season. So I think, and he can also, you know, he can. He's a really good teacher. I mean, Jalen Hurts this year, even though the Eagles started off real slow, um, you know, the Eagles have been coming around except for this week. And so I think Carson Wentz is a great teacher. I think he can bridge the gap for the next two to four seasons. And then, you know, if they decide to get someone in the draft, he could also help them, you know, guide them, show them kind of what to do. And The the problem with that, though, is he completely imploded last year when they did draft Jalen Hurts. Like, he was a guy, he, he seemed to be pretty offended by that. And if I agree in theory with what you're saying, I, I really like that idea if I'm a Colts fan, have Carson Wentz be there for the next few years, but he's got to be on board with it. Like, he cannot implode like he did in Philadelphia. See, I've heard I've heard two sides of the story. I've heard that side, and I've heard Carson Wentz's side, where he said that drafting Jalen Hurts had no uh, meaning or bearing on the way he played last year. He said it was all because of his mechanics and, you know, the coach. Not, not, he didn't throw the coaching under the bus, but he just basically said, like, the people that he had around him, it just wasn't working. Um, and then, yeah, he said he trusted the organization. A lot of people were saying that, you know, him and Doug Peterson hated each other. He said it was all false, false narratives. Um, he said they have a really good relationship. So I think it was more Carson Wentz just not being in the right situation or around the right team. Because if you think, look at it now, like Carson Wentz looks like a top, I don't know, 15, top 10 quarterback this year. He's looking really good. So it, it, I believe it's all just uh, the coaching staff and who you got showing you the the right techniques. And I, I'm hoping, you know, if they do draft another quarterback, he doesn't just fall apart again. And, you know, yeah. he can be a, a light. But, you know, we'll have to see how that plays out. But I think Carson Wentz will be there for a couple years. Yeah, it is. I guess it is, you know, it, it's based on your opinion, I guess, is based on who you believe in that situation. And maybe maybe Carson Wentz, you know, is telling the truth and that it didn't have anything to do with Jalen Hurts. And I don't want to come across as a Carson Wentz hater because I've been a Carson Wentz supporter for many years. Like, I... I I'm a guy who's believed in Carson Wentz, but and I think he has played good this year. But I just wonder with some of these teams where like this the situation seems to be like you have everything in place and you have a quarterback that's good. And I think there's there's a lot of teams in the NFL that feel like this. Like the Browns feel to be like kind of like this, and and there's there, you know the 49ers I guess kind of with Jimmy G, although they did go and get a rookie quarterback. How long do you keep a quarterback that's good enough, but like good enough? But how long until you want a quarterback that's more than good enough, you know? And I think yeah. that's just that's an interesting, you know, thing with the Colts right now. Yeah, and who knows, Joe? Next year, Carson Wentz could have an MVP season, and they could go on to deep run in the playoffs and prove us wrong. Um, it's well, we've kinda, seen you know, he's what, capable of it before. Exactly. You know, the NFL, week to week, it's a different – it's a totally different um, 
sport or a different, you know, everything, like anything can change in the NFL so fast. And so that's why you got to just kind of play it one week at a time. Um, can't really be too quick to judge in this sport. Um, but yeah, 100%. we'll definitely have to keep it. We'll definitely have to keep an eye on that. That's for sure. You can't be too quick to judge, but yet we are every single week because that's oh, yeah. what we do, do on this. Podcast. Joe, it's overreaction Monday. We have yeah, to be. Exactly. Uh, but why don't we, I think that's enough time spent on this game. Uh, why don't we move on to the Green Bay Packers picking up a big-time win in Lambeau Field against the Los Angeles Rams. Um, a big, big win for Green Bay at home against a team that is honestly sliding right now. The Los Angeles Rams, is, the, I think, believe their third straight loss. They haven't won a game since they've acqu- – I don't think they've won a single game since acquiring Odell Beckham and Von Miller – so, I mean, not Joe, looking they, great. They went defeated in November. Didn't win a single game. <laughs> they went defeated. Yikes. Yeah, no kidding. They went completely defeated. Um, Joe, like, yeah. hot take. Rams are done. Really? Rams are done. Okay. They got to play Arizona. They got to play Seattle, which, you know, Seattle's been terrible. But division game, Minnesota, Baltimore, San Francisco, who seems Holy to be peaking at the right time. Smokes. Their schedule ain't getting easier. I think, I think Rams are, are they're going to struggle to make the playoffs. Wow, they I, are I a wild did not card know team. That was their schedule. That's crazy. Like so. Hey. Th- okay, so you 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 genuinely believe the Rams are are done, or like you think that they'll struggle to get to a playoff? I think they're going to struggle to get to the playoffs, Joe and. I mean, if you look at the playoff picture as it sits, San Francisco is a game behind them right now, right? Yeah. Minnesota's only two games behind them. And then you got Atlanta, New Orleans, Philadelphia, Carolina, Washington. You got a bunch of teams sitting at like the four or five win game, uh, four or five wins columns. Um, Rams, if they make it in as a seventh seed, I think sixth seed at the highest, in my wow. opinion. They have looked so bad. They even had a bye week in between. <laughs> um this last game i believe or the yeah and they still were not able to it's it just seems like matthew stafford apparently he's playing hurt but it just seems like they cannot get it together they got all these pieces they've acquired every piece they've wanted and it just seems to be absolutely failing to me you, t- you talked about matthew stafford playing hurt and i think that's the difference and listen we all knew we, we i want to quickly you know have a caveat before i start this obviously we all knew matthew stafford's not aaron rodgers but i think that's the difference between i think a lot of people thought and including maybe myself to a certain extent that the the rams were getting an elite level like an aaron rodgers level quarterback when they traded for matthew stafford but to me in this game you saw the difference between an elite elite quarterback like aaron rodgers and a a really good quarterback like Matthew Stafford, because Aaron Rodgers was playing hurt in this game too. He's been playing hurt for a couple weeks, and guess what? Aaron Rodgers looked phenomenal in this game. I mean, that guy was throwing darts all over the field. Uh, he had himself a really good game. Him and Devonte Adams, another good connection. And to me, that was the difference in this game. Aaron Rodgers playing injured looked like Aaron Rodgers, whereas Matthew Stafford, he's gone three straight games throwing pick sixes now. I mean, he's making some some tough mistakes, and this is something, you know, he did in Detroit. He was not always consistent in Detroit. He he had his moment in, moments, and he had his flashes, and I do think overall Matthew Stafford is a good quarterback. I don't want to overreact. He's not a bum or anything by any means. I do think he's good, but, you know, that 
bringing in Matthew Stafford was never going to fix all the problems for the Los Angeles Rams. And there are holes on this team, and they're you know losing Brandon Staley, their defensive coordinator from last year. I think that's made a difference, especially on this def like the defense is not the same as it was last year. And to me, you saw the difference, you know, between quarterbacks in this game. Ma uh, Matthew Stafford is not at that elite elite level yet, and maybe under Sean McVay, eventually he could get to that level, but he he's not there yet. And I do think it's interesting that you say the Rams are down. I did not know that was their schedule left. That this these next few weeks will definitely, I mean, that is a huge test for the Rams coming up. Yeah, no, that's for sure, Joe. And like we were just talking about with the Colts, like you can bring in a quarterback and they can play very well. But um, you know, at one point do you get? To, or at what point do you go? You know, I'm sick and tired of having good seasons. I want great seasons. You know, I want to win Super Bowls because the Rams have gone all in before and lost. And I'm not saying I think if they can keep this team together that they have right now, plus bringing Robert Woods back next year, um, I think next year they would be, in my opinion, the favorite to win the Super Bowl. But when you bring all these pieces together, it takes weeks, it takes practice, it takes a while to you know get used to playing with each other. You can't just bring in an all-star and expect him to play great. You saw Tom Brady struggle last year in Tampa throughout the first six mm -hmm. to eight weeks. You saw. The Patriots this year brought in $150 million worth of players and they struggled through the first six weeks. It's it's a common thing in the NFL. You can't just bring big names into the picture and expect just off of like the first week they're going to click and everything's going to run smoothly. Like it's going to take a while. And I'm not saying, you know, if the Rams can squeak into the playoffs as a wildcard team, they might get hot at the right time and, you know, make it make a run. But the way they're looking right now, they just look so bad. Like, you know, they're they're playing teams. Uh, they go down a score or two, and when they really need to put up some points, Matthew Stafford throws a pick six, or they just make some dumb mistakes. And, you know, the team get out pretty, you know, with a big lead early, and then they're basically crawling or, you know, fighting back all the way to the end of the game in garbage time, putting up some points. So yeah. right now the Rams, just they just don't look like they're they're meshing together very well. Yep, and Robert Woods is, you know, the forgotten man. He's He's... More important than I think people gave him credit for. Odell Beckham can't just come in and and replace what this team had in Robert Woods. I mean, o Odell Beckham, and he kind of got things going in this game. He had uh, he had I think five receptions for 81 yards, so definitely his best game as a Los Angeles Ram. But um, to me, the the pressure is going to be on Matthew Stafford uh, the the next few weeks because we've seen before. In Los Angeles with the Rams, when it comes down to it, Sean McVay is a god in Los Angeles. And, you know, he's not going to be blamed for the, the miscues of this team because we saw Jared Goff be tossed aside like nothing uh, after, you know, playing okay. But if you can't step it up, if you're Matthew Stafford, I mean, the pressure's going to be on you because they're not going to blame they're not going to blame Sean McVay. They're going to say, oh, Matthew Stafford's not good enough, just like they did with Jared Goff. So I think Matthew Stafford, he's got to be feeling the heat a little bit. And he's, you know, all the excuses have been made for him. Oh, it was just he was in Detroit. He was in Detroit. He was in Detroit. If he was in a real spot, he would, you know, he would be a Super Bowl contender. Well, it's time to step up. Honestly, Matthew Stafford. It's I want, a, I want a Matthew Stafford game. I want a game where Matthew Stafford steps up, takes over the game, and, and says, 
I'm, you know, I'm a top tier quarterback. And I don't think we've really gotten that this season. Like we've had a few games. I think early on in the season he looked really good, but I want to see a game where Matthew Stafford takes over and says, like, I'm here. Like I am that good of a quarterback. Like people thought I was in Detroit. I want to see that from Matthew Stafford. But, exactly, Joe. And I mean, he has the weapons to do it for sure. What were you going to say? No, no, you go ahead. Yeah, he has the weapons to do it. I, I would love to see that. I think we need to see it right now, and the Rams need to see it because right now they're falling. But, I mean, we also have to talk about the you know the Green Bay Packers. Like, yes. Talk about a team peaking at the right time. Um, What was it? Two weeks ago, they lose to the Vikings. Aaron Rodgers has his foot incident. And uh, now they just beat a team in Los Angeles that, like we're saying, is kind of barely holding on, but they're still a pretty good team. And like you said, Aaron Rodgers was slinging the ball, put up 307 yards on 28 passes, um, 28 completions, I should say, with two touchdowns, no picks. Aaron Rodgers is just looking like a stud again this year. Uh, and he's only doing it on nine toes, Joe. I mean, that's that's hard <laughs> yeah. to do. He's got that I don't, COVID I don't care toe. what you say. Tovid 19's got him, Joe. Tovid 19. Um, That's phenomenal. Yeah. But no, the Packers look really good. I honestly think they're the team to beat in the NFC. Uh, we can get more into that later, but yeah. Packers put up a big win, and I think they're just going to continue this on for the next few weeks. I really think the Packers need to invest in a new kicker after this season. Mason yes. Crosby has been struggling so bad this year. Like, man, I've never seen a kicker struggle so much with. Yep. L- like putting up a 53-yard field goal, making it look easy, come back on a 25, 30-yard field goal, doinking it off the crossbar. I don't understand what's going on. I think it's in his head, but he is just he is in a in a rough spot at the moment. Yeah, Mason Crosby's been brutal. I think he has the most missed kicks out of any kicker in the NFL this season, uh, and he's been old reliable for the Green Bay Packers. It might be time to move on there. Uh, in Green Bay. But yeah, the Packers, you talked about them. They're peaking at the right time. They, you know, we, we've said that over and over again about different teams, but I really think that they've been really impressive. And I doubted them going to this week. I picked the Rams. Uh, I said I, I haven't seen enough from the Packers. And, you know, they lost a couple weeks to Minis- uh, two weeks ago to Minnesota. Um, so that was, you know, a, a tough loss. But I think Minnesota is just a team that's going to do that. They're going to play really good against good teams for some reason. Um, but the Packers, you know, they've been injured all season long. They have offensive line injuries. They've had defensive injuries, and their defense is looking good. Their offensive line has been good enough, and I, I think it helps having an amazing quarterback. I think that helps your offensive line. And then A.J. Dillon, I mean, this is a guy who he could be a starter on, like, all 31 other teams, basically, um, except for maybe the Colts and the Titans because of Derrick Henry and Jonathan Taylor. But he's a guy who's so good, and to have him step up when, when – um, Aaron Jones has been injured. That's been big. And, I, yeah, I think the Green Bay Packers look really good. But why don't we move on to another game? Let's let's talk about a little bit about another NFC uh, North team, the Minnesota Vikings uh, playing the San Francisco 49ers. And the 49ers, another team that looks like they're peaking at the right time, a team that looked like they were dead to rights a few weeks ago, uh, but they pull off a 34-26 to victory against the Minnesota Vikings. And the Vikings continue to, one week, look like the best team in football. And the next week, Kirk Cousins is lining up behind his guard, uh, expecting to snap Mike. What the heck is going on with the Vikings? And what is going on right for the San Francisco 49ers? With When it comes to the Vikings, uh, when they win, they have Kirk Cousins, Joe. When they lose, 
they have Kirk Cousins, Joe. <laughs> um, it's a double-edged sword. Um, and the the Vikings are just the, one of the most inconsistent teams this year. They have all the talent in the world, offensively and defensively, to be winning games. And I don't care if you're a Vikings fan. I know a few of them that'll say, yeah, you know, we're like 15 points or 12 points away from being 8-3 and three right now or whatever they're going to say. Hey, sorry about it. They're, you know, yeah. moral victories don't get you Super Bowls. Yep. That's my um, least favorite thing in the NFL is when somebody, and I don't want to step on any toes here with you, but that's something that people talked about with the Patriots last year. Oh, they were like this many, you know, plays away from being, uh, from being like, uh, like 10 and six. It's like, yeah, that's the NFL, man. That's what happens. You know, games, you lose games that you, that you feel like you should have won. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. That, that drives me nuts. Yeah. No, Joe. And, uh, I kind of like, I was like that, um, last year, bet. you know, I was like, yeah, you know, if Cam Newton doesn't, you know, have COVID, you know, who knows, whatever. Same at the beginning of this year, I was like, you know, we're this close to being that good. Um, uh, but yeah, no, you cannot keep betting on, or you, you just can't keep betting on the Vikings They're They've been one of the most inconsistent teams losing Dalvin cook. I think for a couple weeks, if not the rest of the season with a very similar injury to, I believe Baker Mayfield. Um, that absolutely murders that team. I mean, I don't know. I think Vikings, even though I think they're the seventh seed right now, I don't think they're going to be making the playoffs right now with the way they're playing. And if they do first, they're going to be out first round. They're either they're super competitive or they just don't know what they're doing. Like you said, lining up under your right guard <laughs> or right tackle. I don't know what's going on in Minnesota, but Jimmy Garoppolo, it seems like someone lit a fire under him and he finally is like, nope, Trey Lance, this is still my team. And I don't know why um, the the Niners went after a quarterback. I know Jimmy G's been dealing with a lot of injuries, but when, when he's healthy and he has a bit of confidence, he's still one of the one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. I wouldn't say he's like top five, maybe. I don't even know if top ten, but he can still play. He can play football at a high level. He can sling it if he wants. Um, they had a pretty good running game, um, this week. Dang it. Now my, my, oh, there it goes. Eli Mitchell had, um, hundred what? 33 yards, I believe on 27 attempts and a touchdown and Debo Samuel. I don't know if he had a big game this week, but he has been absolutely crazy. I think he had two the, rushing uh, touchdowns in this game. Yeah. He's been absolutely crazy. Like lights out this year for the Niners Kittle ever since getting him back. I know this game, he didn't do much, but you know, stats don't show blocking numbers. He's one of the best blocking um, tight ends in the NFL. So all in all, the Niners are just, again, we'll say the phrase one more time, peaking at the perfect time. Yeah. You have to be playing your best football around Thanksgiving, and it looks like the Niners are. Um, curious what their schedule, their remaining schedule looks like. I know they got to play the Rams, but they got Seattle, Cincinnati, Atlanta, Tennessee, Houston. Okay, so they got Atlanta, Tennessee, and Houston. Those are all very winnable games. I think they can beat Seattle. Um, that's, that's four games right there. That could put them at 10 wins. And I mean, yep. that's, yeah, you're, you could possibly, if not make the playoffs with that. And the Niners could be one of them scrappy teams, Joe, that you might not want to see. Yep. I like that the 49ers are going back to what got them to the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. Like, it seemed like there's a few weeks they're just trying to throw the ball all over the field. And it's like, what I know that, and I know they've had running back injuries, but that's never stopped them in the past. And I think, you know, having Jimmy Garoppolo throw 26 passes, that's perfect. And you don't, you don't want much more than that from him. And you got, you got the running game. Like Elijah Mitchell had 27 carries. You talked about him having a good game. 
Uh, and, and then you, Debo Samuel, he's basically a running back wide receiver combo. He had six carries for 66 yards and two touchdowns in this game. He's been carrying the ball like a madman last few weeks. And I do, I think it's funny that the, the Niners, they've had so many running back injuries this season. Um, so so they're, they're like, aha, here's what we'll do. We'll take a wide receiver and we'll put him at running back. And then we can't deal with injuries. But now Debo Samuel actually gets injured in this game. So it's like yeah. anybody that is a running back for the 49ers is cursed. But all jokes aside, you know, and it does look like Debo Samuel will be back in a couple of weeks. So hopefully he is because he is such a big part of this team and this run game. But it's good to see the 49ers getting back on track, getting back to what made them, uh, what made them so good. Um, and that, uh, you know, that was that running game uh, in a defense that isn't quite as strong as, you know, they were in the past, but a defense that is good enough. And, and, I, and I think that that is what has changed the last few weeks with the 49ers is just getting back to the basics for them. And I think that's what Kyle Shanahan has been so good with is, is scheming up run games. And you talked about George Kittle being one of the best blocking tight ends in the NFL. And I think that's that's shown the last few weeks. But why don't we move on to another game and maybe we'll just take a little time to talk about our teams. Uh, and I, you know, why don't we, why don't we start with the Patriots? Cause I feel like their team is, uh, they're a more relevant team as it's much fun as I'm having with the dolphins right now. I mean, it's still a, an unbelievably long shot that they'll even be uh, in the playoffs this upcoming season. But the Patriots are very much alive in the playoffs. In fact, I think they're the number two seed right now in the AFC playoffs, Mike, uh, they had themselves a dominant victory against a beaten and battered Tennessee Titans team. They really, uh, not to take anything away from the Patriots, but they definitely met the Titans at the right time. They're without Derrick Henry, obviously. Julio Jones has been injured. A.J. Brown's injured. Uh, you know, they met him at the right time, but they didn't They didn't stick. let them stick around. Uh, they, they beat them 36-13, to 13, Mike. What was your overall thoughts on this Patriots victory over the Titans? Dominant, Joe. Um, yeah, I would have liked to see a clash where, where the Titans were at their best because this could have been a real fun game to watch. I mean, through the first half, it was pretty close. The Pats gave up a, a stupid 75-yard touchdown to put it at, I think, 13-16 going into half. But all in all, the game wasn't close at all. I mean, Ryan Tannehill went 11 for 21, a touchdown, a pick, 93 yards. He had almost zero receivers. I don't think Julio Jones was out there. A.J. Brown was out. Um, yeah, you got Derrick Henry out. So their offense is absolutely just depleted. One thing, though, with the Patriots during this win streak, they are 100 and plus 143 when it comes to point differential. They have outscored their opponents in this win streak, yep. the six-game win streak, by 143 points. It has been absolutely crazy to see Kendrick Bourne finally stepped up and had a big game. Damian Harris didn't have a whole lot going, but, you know, he had a touchdown late. But Mac Jones, 23 for 32, two touchdowns, 310 yards. The The kid just looks better every single week, and the Patriots seem to be just literally rolling through the NFL at this point. I know a lot of people hate it because the Patriots are, seem to be a good team year in and year out. But I don't know. Something about this team just feels special. Like in the locker room, I've seen multiple videos like Bill Belichick smiling, Bill Belichick laughing, Bill Belichick stiff arming players in the locker room, just having a good time. I think the vibes around this team are nothing but positive. For like the last four years, it's been a lot of 
media drama like what's going on here what's going on there with this relationship that relationship this year it's just fun everyone's having fun joe and you can see every single player out there the defense offense special teams everyone out there is just having a good time and i mean it shows the the team is now i believe eight and four we are in a great spot. We uh we get to play the Bills on Monday night. Um, I believe we are gonna win that game. I don't even think it's gonna be close. Whew. We're gonna be we're gonna remain at the top of the division and we're gonna go into our bye week and just be uh be be in the best spot possible heading uh heading into the last couple weeks of the season. Yeah, the schedule for the Patriots, they they got some big games coming up. You talked about the Bills, the clash of the Bills this upcoming week. Huge game with massive implications for the winner of the AFC East. And then they got the Colts after their bye week. That's another team that's, you know, really hot right now. And then they got the Bills again. And then they got the Jaguars. They get a little break there. Uh, and then the Dolphins in, uh, in, in week 18 to finish off the season. So they have some games left, especially against the Colts and the Bills that are huge, huge playoff implications. But I think they're a team that, that looks ready to, to step up. And I think the balance of this team is what's so good with that with them is the they have a strong run game mac jones just doesn't make bad mistakes i don't think he's he's lighting the world on fire but as a rookie you really can't ask for much more than what mac jones is doing he's managing the game perfectly uh and their defense is playing uh incredible i mean uh i think jc jackson had another interception this is that true that yes. he had another interception yes does that guy have an interception every single week of the nfl I, season you know um Trayvon Diggs was talked about for so long I think it's not even close JC Jackson this year is by far the better defender um yeah I he's think had overall, an interception yeah. like the last four or five weeks and now I think you know, since he entered the league he has more interceptions than Xavier and Howard I think he's got or like in the last two or three seasons he's got more than him um I saw a stat about that uh some, some but guys yeah, no, just know how to get the ball man they call him, his Instagram name changed. They call him Mr. INT in the locker room. I mean, the, the guy just is around the football every single play. He he just seems to make the right plays. There are some players like that, and I, I do th agree that I think J.C. Jackson is a better overall player than Trayvon Diggs. But some guys like like Trayvon Diggs, J.C. Jackson, Xavier Howard, I don't know if they're, they're top-tier cornerbacks. In the NFL per se, although I don't know, I would say in at his best, Damian Howard's probably a top five corner, but and J.C. Jackson's probably up there as well. But uh, you know, they're not those Jalen Ramsey shutdown guys. Yeah. But they just find ways to make plays, find ways to get the ball, and I think that's so important. And that's what this Patriots defense, I think, does. They just find ways to make like backbreaking plays for the other team like teams that just or plays that just take teams out of it and Ryan Tannehill really struggled in this game he's got to step up and how much can you really blame him when he doesn't have literally any receivers to throw to and no Derrick Henry I don't know how much you put on Ryan Tannehill how much you just say I mean I don't know what he can do really but a really good win a really good win for the Patriots and they're rolling to me I think they'll be the second or third seed you know around that in, in the playoffs and It'll be interesting to see if 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 they're a team that's ready to just carry the mantle, ready to just take the torch from the Tom Brady Patriots and become the Mac Jones Patriots and carry on this dynasty, you know. And I it, it, exactly, Joe. No, you, you said that perfectly. I'm excited to see the uh, where where they end up if they are the first, second, or third seed in the in the AFC. It's gonna be real fun to watch in the playoffs. But I mean, one team I do I do want to talk about, Joe. 
A team that could be peaking at the perfect time. <laughs> a team that everyone counted out. A team that nobody thought would ever get back to winning football. Your Miami Dolphins have now won four straight games. And their schedule seems to be lining up for a potential playoff run. And it would have to be one of the biggest turnarounds in a season I've ever seen. And I am rooting so hard for it. Joe, you don't even know. We have New York Giants, New York Jets, New Orleans Saints, Tennessee Titans. Four games that their defense can just pick apart all these teams. I predict the Miami Dolphins making a wild card spot, Joe. And I think this is going to be an epic turnaround for the Miami Dolphins. That's right, baby. We're back. Everybody counted us out. One and seven start. They're like, oh, the Dolphins are one of the worst teams in football. Look at these idiots. They traded away their first round pick, and now it's going to be a top five pick. How about four in a row, baby? That's right. I don't care who we beat. Sure, we beat Houston and New York and whoever else. But listen, we're back, okay? It's lining up perfectly for us. Tua is quietly... Okay, I'm going to get into real football talk. I'm not I'm not going to just be all hyped up about but uh Tua quietly quietly actually a real legit quarterback. This guy's playing really good football. Joe, before you dive deep in, let me just tell you in the four-game win streak, Dolphins have outscored their opponents 96 to 46. That's 50 points. Their defense has been playing pretty good, Joe, but carry on. Yes, dude. Uh, this defense to me and I tweeted about this. This team through the first seven, through the first eight weeks, was a just a complete circus, and they were just an embarrassment and so hard to watch. Through the last four weeks, and yes, everything's better when you're winning. Obviously, this team is just more fun to watch. You talked about the Patriots being fun, and to me, it's just it's more fun. It, this team feels like what last year's team was. Last year's team was fun crazy they made these insane plays brian flores had them well coached and and you know they they made plays on special teams their defense was phenomenal that's what the team has felt like the past few weeks and that's what they've needed and i talk about tua listen tua is a he's turning himself into a legit quarterback before our eyes and we're and i know he's not throwing the ball down the field very much but if you watch watch these games he can't he the offensive line gives him nothing. He has no time to throw the ball down the field. And I, uh, I I, think his accuracy, he's on point. He's such an accurate quarterback. And I don't know if he'll be the, f- the future there in Miami. I don't know. I, th- I still think at this point they probably still move on to Deshaun Watson in the offseason. But who knows where that goes. But to me, I've been so encouraged with Tua and all the stuff that he's had to go through, all the crap he's had to go through the past few weeks, for him to play like he's playing and to win four in a row. And I wish, I, obviously, I wish they would win the rest of the games and make the playoffs, and that would be phenomenal. But to me, seeing this improvement by Tua is, is so encouraging, and I think he's going to be a fine quarterback wherever he goes, whether it's Miami or, or somewhere else. But, yeah, I've just been so encouraged by this team. And, and this rookie class for them... Jalen Phillips, he had himself three sacks in this game. He's playing phenomenal. And then Jalen Waddle, he's been quietly catching up to, I'm just going to say it, he's catching up to Jamar Chase as far as the rookie wide receiver rankings. He has been playing out lights out the last few weeks. He had over 100 yards and just dominated in this game. And then, uh, you know, this defense, J- Javon Holland, another rookie, he's playing so good. He might be a pro bowler. But they completely embarrassed 
Cam Newton. Mike, I'm sorry that they had to do Cam Newton like that. Your boy Cam Newton. Uh, he's not back. He's not back, Mike. No, Joe, he really isn't. <laughs> um, the Panthers looked absolutely terrible in this game. Newton ended up getting benched, and it didn't get much better when uh, whenever they brought in. Oh, what's their backup's name? I'm blanking now, Joe. Oh, P.J. Walker. P.J. Walker. There you go. He, I think, threw an ugly interception yep. like two plays later. So, yeah, the Panthers, I don't know what's going on over there. McCaffrey's out for the season. Yes. I, I think the Panthers' season is potentially over. It sucks, but I think Cam Newton's still a good quarterback. But, I mean, the Dolphins, man, I'm telling you, Joe, they're they're making a run. They're Like you said, they're having fun. I think that's honestly what the NFL needs to be more about is just having fun. You see teams, you know, like the Bengals, the Patriots, now the Dolphins, um, the, the Cardinals seem to be having a good time. Packers seem to be doing good. You know, if you ain't having fun, I mean, what's the point of winning? Yep. Um, and so I think, yeah, the NFL needs to be a lot more fun. I mean, the rest need to get better because they're, they're adding the no fun to the no fun league. <laughs> but uh, no, I I honestly think with the, the way the playoffs are shaping out right now, the Dolphins can easily, I think, peek in. As a seventh seed, it would suck to see the Chargers get knocked out, but the Chargers have been so up and down this season as well. Um, I would love to see if uh, somehow the uh, the Dolphins and the Colts could sneak their way in, but, I mean, we have, what, five five weeks? What was it, five, six weeks left um, to, to find out, to determine who's going to be making it in. But even if the Dolphins don't, if they win three, four more games, you just have to be in a, a, very impressed with how they turn their season around. Being one and seven... Now five and seven could potentially be eight and seven or eight and eight and nine, nine and eight at the end of the season. Um, so kudos to the Dolphins for sure for uh, sticking in there, getting a few wins, and now having the potential to make a run. Yep, and you got to find a balance between being encouraged how they finish, but also holding them accountable for how they started. I mean, Brian Flores, you cannot start the season off garbage every single year, and he does this every year. And eventually, you know, you got to remember that you know, the beginning of the season counts and it sucks to not have won some of those games that they could have won. They lost by la- last second field goals. Uh, they lost to Vegas, to Jacksonville and to Atlanta, all on last second game winning field goals. And if they had pulled out one or two of those games, you're looking at a different season, but there's been some encouraging signs. And I just want to quickly give you uh, Cam Newton's stats in this game before we move on. He was 5 for 21, 92 yards passing, which, you know, five completions for 92 yards. He had one big completion, basically. Uh, And then he had two interceptions and a quarterback rating of 5.8 in this game. He also had a rushing touchdown, so I'll give him that. Uh, But it was a 33-10 shell lacking for the Dolphins. So an encouraging win in what has been a fairly discouraging season, but... Speaking of the season as a whole, why don't we move on to a quick little segment that we're going to do here, and we're just going to answer some questions about where we are at this season. I think it's it's been such a confusing season uh, so far in the NFL. Uh, and actually, sorry, I, I totally forgot. We have to talk about our winners and losers from Week 12. I almost forgot our biggest winner, biggest loser from Week 12. Mike, who you have as your biggest winner from week 12 of the NFL season. Joe, I'm going to go with the, uh, man, that's actually really, that's actually kind of tough. 
but we're going to go with your Miami Dolphins, Joe. Okay. And the reason I'm saying that, as as a Pats fan, I, I it hurts to say this, but Dolphins winning this game, like I said, keeps their playoff chances you know, alive. And for a team that just desperately needs some playoff juice to maybe, you know, turn their turn their franchise around, maybe get some better picks in the draft to to get their franchise rolling again. I think the Dolphins, you know, beating the Panthers. It wasn't a big win, wasn't it like a, a statement win. Um because the Panthers have been struggling this year, but it just shows like if you don't give up, you can, you know, you can accomplish anything. And the Dolphins out here starting 1 and 7 and now sitting at 5 and 7. It's just so it's very encouraging as a football fan to see teams play play hard all the way through the uh, season like that. So I'm gonna take biggest winner from the week, the Miami Dolphins. My biggest loser for the week. Um, I actually have two football teams here, Joe. All right. We got the Dallas Cowboys and the Indianapolis Colts. Dallas Cowboys, even though they're down two uh, of their best receivers. Um, to play the game they did, nearly squeaking out a victory, but losing in a heartbreaking fashion when they had so many chances to probably win that game. Um, it sucks for Dallas. Now you're sitting at seven and four. You're giving life to your division. You're letting them, you know, rally and you know possibly take the division. So if you're Dallas, you have to win on Thursday. Um, and, and the Colts, you were you were a victory away from being one game behind the one seed to a team that has been absolutely struggling this year. So the Colts, they really needed to come away with a win, and they just came up short. So that's that's my loser for this week, Joe. Who do you got as winners and losers? Yeah, those are really good. Uh, my biggest winner from Week 12, I'm going to have to go with the Cincinnati Bengals. We didn't talk about them yet on this podcast, but they had themselves a massive, massive victory to sweep the Pittsburgh Steelers on the season. 41-10 to victory over the Steelers, and this has got to feel good for Bengals fans to just shellac, uh, for <laughs> for lack of a better word, uh, the team that has been dominating them for for decades, uh, to just take them and, and win both games and do it in convincing fashion. To me, that was a big win for the Bengals. My biggest loser from Week 12 has got to be the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, sorry, Joel, if you're listening to this podcast, but... And it sucks because me and you, it felt like we were just getting on the bandwagon last week. I know you were a little bit on the Jalen Hurts, you know, wagon a few weeks ago. And I, I was finally ready. Okay, I'm ready to get on the bandwagon. The, the, their schedule looks easy. They can do it. They can make the playoffs. And they drop an embarrassing loss to the the division rival Giants. And then you had the, you had the Cowboys losing this week. So it would have been a huge, if they could step up and just take advantage of it. And to lose to the to the Giants is such a disappointing loss for the Eagles. So they're my biggest loser. And Jalen Rager is overall my biggest loser on that Eagles team. I mean, he had two chances to win that game for the Eagles at the end and could not pull through. So those those are my biggest winners and losers from week 12 of the NFL season. Now on to answering some questions about uh, the NFL season. Mike, the first question I want to ask you, the AFC to me is a complete muddled mess right now and I think there's there's good teams I'm not that's not to say there's no good teams there is good teams in the AFC but it's just confusing we don't know who they are uh, per se which teams are real which teams aren't real like who is the best team in the AFC right now Joe we're gonna go with the New England Patriots no, I'm not even trying to be a homer 
Um, but the way they're playing balanced football with the run game, the pass game, and their defense being lights out, they have the number one kicker in fantasy right now. <laughs> that team overall has just been absolutely dominant these past few weeks. And I, I would want to play them, that's for sure. So I'm going to go with the Pats as a as a number one team in the AFC at the moment. What about you, Joe? I think that's a really good pick. I, I figured you'd go there, and I, I, I don't think you're totally being a homer because I think the Patriots have been one of the hottest teams in the NFL. They've won six in a row. Uh, they're, they're, they're flying right now. Uh, but to me, and this might be a, come up as a little bit of a surprise, but I'm going to pick the Kansas City Chiefs as the best team in the AFC. And I know I can see the smile on your face. You're not a big fan of me picking the Kansas City Chiefs as the best team in the AFC. Um, Caught me a little off guard, but I mean it's a good pick. They're they're doing pretty good lately. I, I just I just if there's a team like and I we talk about peaking at the right time, and I know I know the Chiefs have struggled, and I know they haven't been the same team. However, I think they're rounding into f- shape here in the next few weeks, and I think we're gonna see it in the next few weeks. They have a big game against Denver this upcoming week, uh, and uh, that's basically for the division. And their defense, I think, is the biggest thing. They've looked really good the past few weeks. And if you're asking me who I trust more, Mac Jones or Patrick Mahomes, no offense, Mike, but I'm going to take Patrick Mahomes. And I, despite the struggles, I'm going to take him. Uh, and Andy Reid, not as good as Bill Belichick, but I think he's close to you know the, the, the level of a coach there. And I think this team is – I think they're going to find their, their way. And I think a lot of teams are going to regret not taking more advantage of when the Chiefs were struggling – uh, you know, taking advantage of that. So to me, I think that I think if you're if you're asking me what team I think could beat any team in the AFC right now, I'm gonna stick, I'm gonna take the Chiefs, but I'll say the Patriots are are a close close second right now in the AFC. But why don't we move on to the next question? And that's um, this is another confusing thing, another muddled mess. Who in the world, Mike, is the MVP? of this season. It feels like usually by this point there's like one guy you can kind of be like okay, he's kind of running away with it and he would have to do something pretty terrible. Like last year it was pretty obvious Aaron Rodgers was going to win it after like this point of the season and it seems like every year we kind of know, but like I have no clue. I don't know about you, but I have no clue who the MVP is. Yeah, Joe, there there's I think there's two quarterbacks that are kind of leading the race right now in uh Aaron Rodgers and um Kyler Murray in my opinion. Um, but I'm going to go with Jonathan Taylor on the Indianapolis Colts. Okay. I, I talked about it before the season started. An MVP is a player that you cannot replace kind of like a Derrick Henry. I think he would have been MVP this year if he wouldn't have got hurt. But Jonathan Taylor has literally been the, the reason the Colts caught fire. I mean, the man has been absolutely dominant this season by far the best running back in the league at the moment. And I, I don't think he's going to win it because it seems like every year it's a quarterback. I think the last non-quarterback to win it was Adrian Peterson, if I'm not wrong. And uh, um, so, yeah, I, I think Jonathan Taylor deserves it. He's played just unreal football. His numbers have been crazy. And I, I hope to see uh, Jonathan Taylor get the award. Yeah, I would love to see a running back at the award. That'd be pretty crazy. This would be the year for it to happen because it seems like no quarterback is stepping up. And I guess if I had to choose, I guess I'm going to give it to Tom Brady right now. I mean, I know he hasn't been lights out the last few weeks, but you look at some of the other options like Josh Allen, I don't think has deserved it with how he's played the last few weeks. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he's had some stinkers. I mean, I know he won this week, but he threw four interceptions. And that game against the Dolphins was atrocious. 
I don't know if he deserves it right now. Um, Kyler Murray has just been hurt too much. I think uh, I would. I think it, it would be his award 100% if he had if he hadn't missed the last two games. I would. I hope he comes back. But I guess I'll give it to Tom Brady for now, just because I feel like he's been the most consistent. I know he's had weeks where he's kind of struggled. He struggled against Washington, but he played all right this past week, and that's all it takes, I guess, just consistency this year to win MVP. Uh, and I, uh, another question I want to ask is, who in the NFL, which team do you trust? If you had to have a team that had to win against any team in the NFL, you had to win, your life's on the line, who do you trust most? In the NFL, which team are you trusting right now? It's between two right now. Um, uh, it, it would be between the Green Bay Packers and not to be a homer again, the New England Patriots. Um, I'm going to, man, that's so tough. I'm going to have to go with the Patriots, Joe, right now. And I say that because of their defense. Um, you know, everyone's, of course, big on Mac Jones. I love Mac Jones, but. I mean, their defense has allowed 13 points, I think, the last three games. And they allowed it in the first half last week. Um, their defense has been, uh, I think, plus... What was it? Plus 13 or plus... No, it was plus 16. No. Plus 14. And uh, and turnover differential wow. over these last six games. No other team has half that many. Um, or is half that good in the, in the turnover differential. So I'm going to have to take them just for the, the literally the solid fact that their defense is literally shutting down everyone. Of course, there are some tests coming up, so we'll really see if, if, you know, if they are a team we can trust. But going into every week, it's like, I'm just like, yep, you know, the, the Pats are going to win this week. It might be a close game, but, you know, I don't see them losing. You know, I'm back to watching the Patriots and saying like, yeah, no, they're not going to lose this week. <laughs> and it's a good feeling, honestly. Yeah, that's I agree. I I feel the same way about the Patriots every week that they're they're a team that you can absolutely trust to win and and just to be different, I'll I'll go with a different team. I do think that's a really good choice and they're a team that's definitely very trustworthy right now. I think they just don't they're not losing stupid games. Uh like they don't they don't they don't let teams that they should win against hang around. And a team that I trust right now is the Green Bay Packers. And it's uh, you talked about it. They were one of your teams. And to me, the fact that they've been injured, they haven't been fully healthy, and they're still winning these games. And I know they lost against Minnesota just two weeks ago, but you know it was a, it was a competitive game against Minnesota, who's competitive every week. And they're, they have it going offensively. They have it going defensively. They got the, one of the best quarterbacks in football. Uh, so I trust Green Bay. If I if I have one team, I got to trust. But I am curious, which team? Uh, and I'll give you my answer first. Which team you absolutely don't trust? And for me, it's very obvious. The Minnesota Vikings are the epitome of a non-trustworthy team. I have no idea what this team will be from week to week. They beat the Packers a couple weeks ago. Now they lose against the the Niners. And don't get me wrong, the Niners are a good team. But this is a team that they're all over the map. I mean, and Kirk Cousins one week looks like the best quarterback in football. The next week he looks like, uh, you know, a, a worse Alex Smith. I mean, he's he's a guy who, uh, he's got no consistency. This team has no consistency. And I absolutely just, I don't trust the Vikings one bit. Uh, who is a team that you just don't trust right now in the NFL? Joe, it's a team literally sitting in the one seed in the AFC, and that's the Baltimore Ravens. Ooh, that's they've a good had pick. so They've had so many injuries this season, and I've been just waiting for it to catch up to them. They barely beat the Bears 16 to 13. Barely beat the Browns, I think it was 16 to 13. 
Lamar throwing four interceptions doesn't help the cause. I think if you throw four interceptions against even the Lions, you're losing that game. Yeah. The Browns have been all over the place. So um, they, they've been getting lucky this past few weeks. You know, they got blown out by the Dolphins. Their record does. I don't think their record shows the, the uh, talent that's on the roster at the moment. Fully healthy. I think they're definitely eight and three, nine and two. But right now they're not playing like a nine and three or eight and three team. And, you know, we're going to have to wait and see how the rest of these weeks play out. But I honestly think they're going to start falling. And if they make the playoffs as the number one seed, I think their first opponent, they're getting wrecked because they are not their offense. Their defense is playing pretty solid, but their offense is just not doing absolutely anything right now. Yeah, their passing offense has not looked the same the past few weeks. And I, I think I, that's a good pick. I didn't think about the Baltimore Ravens. They're a team that they're they're you know, and we talked about this earlier with the wins, how you can't make these excuses, but they're a few plays away from you know, their record not looking as good as it looks. But um, I want to talk about, real quick, before we move on to the pickums. we gave our Super Bowl picks at the, to start the season. We didn't do midseason picks. I, we maybe should have, but I forgot about it. Um, I picked, to start the season off, I picked Tampa Bay versus Kansas City, and you picked New England versus the... Who, who was Green Bay, I think. Green Bay? Okay, all right. Uh, New England, Green Bay... Uh, I'm just wondering if you had to pick a Super Bowl right now, who you think is going to be in the Super Bowl? Are you changing your pick or are you going with a, a, the identical pick? Absolutely keeping the pick. Really? Joe. Five weeks ago, uh, maybe even six weeks ago, everyone's laughing at me. Everyone's saying that I'm stupid, uh, terrible picks. Um, the Packers have been really, really playing solid football in the NFC. I think they're the better team uh, when it comes to them and the Cardinals, even though they lost to the Cardinals. I think the Packers are going to show that, you know, they're going to they're going to march either into Arizona or Arizona's coming to the frosty Green Bay, and Green Bay is winning that game. And in the AFC, it's going to be the Chiefs and the Pat, uh, yeah, the Chiefs and the Pats. Now I'm taking the Pats. You know, uh, right. like I said, I can trust them. The Chiefs have gotten lucky too many weeks in a row. I mean, they are they are playing better, but they've gotten lucky offensively too many weeks in a row. The Pats, I think, are the number one team in the AFC right now. Okay, I like that. I think it's funny that you're not changing your pick because I'm actually not changing my Super Bowl pick either. Nice. If, if I had to pick right now, I'm still picking the Chiefs versus the Buccaneers, and that might sound crazy, and maybe I'm contradicting myself by saying I trust the Packers, but I don't have them in the Super Bowl and stuff like that, but I think that these are two teams that are 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 shaping into you know what they're going to be at the right time, and I think the Chiefs are... You know, Patrick Mahomes, I know he's got so much hate. I think people, it's going to come playoff time, people are going to remember just how good Patrick Mahomes is because I yeah. feel like we're almost forgetting he's one of the, he's the most talented quarterback I've ever seen. I've never seen a quarterback play like him, and I'm hoping he he starts to show it again, and I think he will. And within the next few weeks, that defense is playing well, and it's, you know, if they can somehow get home field advantage, I don't think it's going to happen, but that, you know, Arrowhead's a tough place to play. Uh, you talk about Green Bay. That's a tough place to play for anybody. But I'm going to trust Tom Brady, whether he's got to go into Green Bay or not. And Tom Brady in the playoffs, I mean, we know what that is, Mike. Exactly. And the funny thing about our picks, Joe, in the AFC, if there's one team the Pats don't want to play, it's the uh, the Chiefs. One team the Chiefs don't want to play, it's the Pats. And if you look at the NFC, <sighs> there's one team the the Bucks don't want to play, it's the Packers. And if, one, if there's one team the Packers don't want to play, it's the Bucks. 100%. So all, I think all four of those teams have legitimate chances to go to the Super Bowl. And I honestly think 
two out of those four will be in the Super Bowl. I think we picked solid picks at the beginning of the year. Um, near the three-quarter uh, of the way mark. I think that those are still solid picks. And, you know, I'm really excited to see how it shapes up. And, you know, I'm going to laugh when, when it's like the Bengals and the <laughs> the Bengals and the who the Rams make it somehow. You know, like if that happens, I'm going to be like, wow, we really suck at our right. jobs. Well, it wouldn't be the first time we were wrong. But speaking yeah. speaking of being wrong, why don't we move over, move yep. over to the pickums to wrap up the show. And, Mike, you actually made up some ground this past week. Not gonna lie, you had yourself a good week. You went nine and five, if my calculations are correct. That is right, Joe. That brings you to a season total of ninety nine, seventy nine, and one. Uh, and I had a tough week this week. It was not a good week for me. I went six and eight in my picks. Yep. Uh, I did break a hundred though on the season, hundred and four, seventy four, and one. So I got a five point lead still on you, Mike. You have a little bit of ground to make up. So I let you have this last week, but yeah, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to pick things up this week. Joe, you know, I think it's time we bring the wives back in. You know, maybe, yeah. you know, see if that works out for oh, us. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, sure. As soon as yeah, you start to get a little close, you want to bring the wives back in. Okay, all right. I see how it is. Uh, no, I'm just kidding, Joe. <laughs> yeah, why don't, we, why, why don't we start things off with Dallas at New Orleans. And this game's actually looking a little scary for Dallas because they're coming off a, a game that they probably should have won against the Raiders. And now Mike McCarthy actually diagnosed with COVID-19, he was tested positive for COVID-19, so he will not coach in this game. I believe there's something like eight players or coaches that have COVID within the Dallas Cowboys organization. This is a must-win for me for the Cowboys. they got to win this game against the Saints in New Orleans. I'm picking Dallas to win this game. I hope they win this game. Mike, who you got on Thursday night? Yeah, no, uh, Dak Prescott said they're not losing another game this season. I'm going to stick with Dak. You know, Cowboys, I think, should be able to win this game if they get CD and Amari back. All right. And then on to the Sunday games. Let's start out with, with the 1 o'clock games. The New York Giants going into Miami to face my Miami Dolphins. Uh, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to believe. I'm going to say the Dolphins pick up a fifth straight win against uh, Daniel Jones, who I think is struggling. In this off- that offense is struggling a lot. I think their defense is going to do some work against Danny Dimes who you got in this game Joe I'm also going to rock with Miami like you said the 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 Giants offense is just dead and the Dolphins are going to have a lot of fun with him all right and then on to Arizona at Chicago give me the Cardinals I hope Kyler Murray's back this week yeah no um I believe if uh if the Cardinals can continue their hot play this should be nothing short of a dominant win absolutely and then on to Philadelphia looking to bounce back against the New York Jets. And I'm going to say they do. They pick up a win against the Jets. But I think this game will be a little closer than people think. Yeah, no, I think I think we're looking at 21-17. But I'm going to stick with Philadelphia. I think Jalen Hurts bounced back, and he has a great game. And then on to a game that I don't think will be too close. Although Houston's been frisky at times this season. Houston versus Indianapolis in Houston. I'm going to pick the Colts. I think we've t- said a lot of good things about them, and I, and I, and I truly believe that. So I'm going to pick the Colts to uh, thoroughly beat the Texans in this game. Joe, once again, we're going to pick the same team. I think the Colts should absolutely dominate in this game. I don't think it's going to be a contest at all. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of games this week that seem like pretty one-sided. Uh, but this next game, not so much. Los Angeles Chargers versus the Cincinnati Bengals. This could this is a good game between two first round pick quarterbacks from 2020, Joe Burrow versus Justin Herbert. 
And I'm going to pick Cincinnati. This game's in Cincinnati. We've seen the, the Chargers kind of struggle when they got to travel like all the way across the country. So I'm going to pick uh, the Bengals to win against the Chargers this week. Joe, I'm going to agree with you on that one. Uh, we've seen the Chargers struggle when we think that they're they're bound to, to break through and have solid games. I'm going to rock with Cincinnati as well. All right. We're just agreeing again a lot this week. Why don't we... Yeah. Uh, move on to Tampa Bay versus Atlanta and give me the Bucks against a struggling Falcons team. Absolutely. I do not see the Bucks coming up short in this game. Falcons have been falling apart. I believe they've only put up three points in their last two games. So, All right, and then on to Minnesota versus Detroit. I'm going to pick the Vikings. Sorry, Dan Campbell. Sorry, Detroit Lions, but I just don't know if that win is coming. I'm going to pick the Vikings, and let's move on. All right, and then on to Jacksonville versus the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, this one might be one that we move on from real quick, too. I'm going to pick the Rams to beat the Jaguars. I'm going to pick the Rams as well, but I honestly would not be surprised if them Jaguars make it a bit of a game. As I said it, I was like, I wouldn't be surprised if Mike picks the Jaguars. I could just totally see him doing that, but I'm glad that you had a little common sense there. But then on to... Washington versus Las Vegas in Las Vegas. Give me the Raiders. I think uh, Washington's tied with Seattle right now. Uh, Last time I checked, Uh, they're up on Seattle. Okay, all right, they're up on Seattle. I did pick them to win this week, so that'll make my record look a little better. But I'm going to say the Raiders, the Raiders look good uh, against the Cowboys. I say they, they look good for one more week against Taylor Heineke and the football team. No, I'm going to go with Washington, Joe. I think they're one of them sneaky teams, a little bit scrappy. Taylor Heineke's, uh, he'll, he'll just never give in. Um, we're going to go with Washington. All right. I do like Taylor Heineke. I think he's played pretty well this season. And then on to Baltimore versus Pittsburgh. Give me the Ravens. I don't need to talk about this one too much. Who you got in this game, Mike? Give me the Pittsburgh Steelers, Joe. Really? Uh, the Ravens. I have been waiting for them to play some sort of team that has any bit of talent. <laughs> Um, if TJ Watt, you know, is there, I mean, I do not see the Ravens doing anything offensively. And I mean, I see the, the, the Steelers putting up a few points early and the Ravens not being able to come back. All right. There you go. That's, that's one way to, one way to put it. And then on to the San Francisco 49ers versus the Seattle Seahawks. Give me the Niners. I just don't think the Seahawks are a very good team. Who you got in this game, Mike? We're going to rock with San Francisco as well. Seattle, Seattle being down against the, the football team right now. They are all over the place, and they need help, so we're going to go with Sam Fran. All right, and then on to the primetime games. Sunday night football, Denver versus Kansas City. And on my sheet here, I have Denver circled, but I definitely did not mean to do that. I'm going to pick Kansas City to win this game uh, and take sole possession of number one uh, spot in the AFC West. Who you got in this game? I'm also going to rock with the Chiefs. I The Broncos have been also one of those teams you can't really trust, so I think the Chiefs should be able to put this one away pretty easy. All right, and then on to the huge matchup between your Patriots and the Buffalo Bills on Monday night football. Who you got on Monday night? I'm sure I know who you got, but I got to ask the question anyways. Mike, who you got in this game? We're taking the Pats, Joe. I think it's going to be at least a 10-point uh, victory. Um, I do not see the Bills having a, a great offense tonight against that defense, so New England should be able to win this game. All right, I'm going to pick the Patriots as well. Honestly, 
I just I I yeah I I think the Patriots are are looking really good right now. Their defense is playing well. Offensively, they're playing good enough. And I think the I just think they're better than the Bills right now. So I'm gonna say the Patriots win this game. And the teams that are not playing this week are the Carolina Panthers, the Cleveland Browns, the Green Bay Packers, and the Tennessee Titans. But that's going to wrap up this week's episode of the show. Uh, Mike, I really had a good time on this week's episode. We pulled through, even though we're both not feeling too great. But I thought you really brought the heat this week, Mike. Joe, I appreciate it. Like I've said in past episodes, it's easy when your your partner, your the host of the show is just, it makes it so much easier when you're helping me out. Um, you absolutely killed it. And like you said, this was the medicine I needed. I think my headache's gone. Very good. Um, I feel pretty good, actually. I think I just needed to talk about football for a while. It was just killing me on the inside. So <laughs> just gotta I let just it need out. to let some of it out. But I'm feeling great, Joe. Awesome, man. Well, I hope you guys were feeling as good as we're feeling right now recording it. Uh, we're coming down the stretch here in the NFL season. A lot of exciting times ahead. Can't wait for the playoffs, all the playoff implications. A uh, ton of exciting stuff to talk about. Um, make sure you guys leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Make sure you guys leave us a review. Hit that subscribe button. You get It automatically downloads the podcast. Literally takes all the work away from you. Makes it so easy. But for Mike, for myself, for... Yeah, Mike, you got one more thing you want to say? Joe, you usually ask me if I have anything yeah, else to sorry, say. Yeah, sorry. Yes. You have episode. anything else you want to save? Joe, Tiger Woods has announced that he will no longer be playing a full schedule on the PGA Tour. Whoa. You're the yeah. big golf guy. What you got to say about that? I'm a little bit sad, um, to be honest. I know uh, Tiger is golf. He is the definition of yeah. golf. Um, but no, you know, coming off his leg injury when he crashed his car, you know, he just can't do it anymore, Joe. He's had too many surgeries. Yeah, man. He's uh that guy's had a lot of injuries for a guy who plays golf of all sports, but uh definitely I mean he is golf. He's the one who really brought golf to the forefront. And I wonder if there's any other guys that are kind of that can, is is there any guys that can kind of take that mantle from him? Uh honestly, it's tough. Brooks Kepka did a really good job there for a while. Jordan Speed. There are a few young guys. Colin Morikawa was doing a pretty good job. But no one's Tiger Woods. Yeah. You know, Tiger Woods is Tom Brady on steroids when it comes to being a a figure in the sport. And he's just, yeah, like you can be a good player, but I don't, I just the the overall like aura of what Tiger Woods was, I think, I think that's going to be hard to replicate. But this episode's going to be hard to replicate. Mike, again, there you go. You bring the heat with your last little comment there. Nice. Bring a little golf into the podcast. It looks like we're doing a different sport every single week. I love it. It's awesome. 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 For Mike, for Tiger Woods, for JT behind the mic doing all the hard work. Jim Harbaugh. For Jim Harbaugh and my Michigan Wolverines. We're going to win the Big Ten Championship this weekend, baby. Please don't let me down. Screw it. We're winning the whole thing. We're winning the national championship. Watch, Let's go, watch baby. Watch out, Georgia, Alabama. I don't care. The Wolverines are winning, baby. Uh, for myself, we will catch you guys on the next one.